Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 26. You are one-tenth of the way through the Bible. Doing great. So excited that you could be on this journey with me. Today we'll be looking at Exodus and Ephesians again and noticing this theme of old versus new that the Israelites are trying to learn to live to a, a new life as, as people who are free, and the same theme happening in the book of Ephesians, the letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the church there, of living the new life rather than the old life. We begin today in Exodus 16. When the Israelites journeyed from Elim, the entire company of Israelites came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after the exodus from the land of Egypt. The entire company of the Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we had sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather the amount for each day so that I may test them. Will they walk in my law or not? On the sixth day they will prepare what they bring in, and it will be twice as much as they gather every other day. Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings against the Lord. As for us... What are we, that you should murmur against us? Moses said, You will know this when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread in the morning to satisfy you, because the Lord has heard your murmurings that you are murmuring against him. As for us, what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Tell the whole community and of, of the Israelites, Come before the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings. As Aaron spoke to the whole community of the Israelites, and they looked toward the wilderness, there the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud, and the Lord spoke to Moses. I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Tell them, during the evening you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be satisfied with bread, so that they may know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening the quail came up and covered the land, covered the camp. And in the morning, a layer of dew was around the camp. When the layer of dew had evaporated, there there on the surface of the wilderness was a thin, flaky substance, thin like frost on the earth. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? Because they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you for food. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each person is to gather from it what he can eat an omer per person, according to the number of people. Each one will pick it up for whoever lives in his tent. The Israelites did so, and they gathered, some more, some less. When they measured with an omer, the one who had gathered much had nothing left over, and the one who had gathered little lacked nothing. Each one had gathered what he could eat. Moses said to them, 
No one is to keep any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some kept part of it until morning, and it was full of worms and began to stink. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it each morning, each person according to what he could eat. And when the sun got hot, it would melt. And on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers per person, and all the leaders of the community came and told Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a time of cessation from work, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Whatever you want to bake, bake today. Whatever you want to boil, boil today. Whatever is left, put aside for yourselves to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until the morning, just as Moses had commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find any in the area. Six days you will gather it in, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be not any. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather it, but they found nothing. So the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to obey my commandments and my instructions? See, because the Lord has given you the Sabbath, that is why he is giving you food for two days on the sixth day. Each of you stay where you are. Let no one go out of his place on the Sabbath day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed and was white, and it tasted like wafers with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for generations to come, so that they may see the food I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put it in an omer full of, put in an omer full of manna, and place it before the Lord to be kept from, for generations to come. Just as the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the Ark of the Testimony for safekeeping. Now the Israelites ate manna forty years until they came to a land that was inhabited. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. The whole community of the Israelites traveled on their journey from the wilderness of Sin, according to the Lord's instruction, and they pitched camp in Rephidim. Now there was no water for the people to drink, so the people contended with Moses, and they said, Give us water to drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people were very thirsty there for water, and they murmured against Moses and said, Why in the world did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Then Moses cried to the Lord, What will I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go over before the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand your staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing before you there on the rock in Horeb and you will strike the rock and water will come out of it so that people may drink. And Moses did so in plain view of the elders of Israel. He called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the contending of the Israelites and because of their testing the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Amalek came and attacked Israel in Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out. Fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought against Amalek just as Moses had instructed him, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up on the top of the hill. Whenever Moses would raise his hands, then Israel prevailed. But whenever he would rest his hands, then Amalek prevailed. When the hands of Moses became heavy, 
they took a stone and put it under him. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. And so his hands were held steady until the sun went down. So Joshua destroyed Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing, for I will surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar, and he called it, The Lord is my banner. For he said, For a hand was lifted up to the throne of the Lord, that the Lord will have war on Amalek from generation to generation. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard about all that God had done for Moses and for his people Israel, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zipporah, after, she had sent, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, one of whom was named Gershom, for Moses had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land, and the other, Eliezer, for Moses had said, The God of my father has been my help and my deliverer, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and his wife, came to Moses in the wilderness, where he was camping by the mountain of God. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law, Jethro, am coming to you, along with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They each asked about each other's welfare, and then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to Egypt for Israel's sake, and all the hardship that had come on them all along the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro rejoiced because of all the good that the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered from the hand of Egypt. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you from the hand of Egypt, and from the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people from Egyptians, the Egyptians' control. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for the thing in which they dealt proudly against them he has destroyed in them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices for God, and Aaron and all the elders of Israel came to eat food with the father-in-law of Moses before God. On the next day, Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why are you sitting by yourself and all the people standing around you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I decide between a man and his neighbor, and I make known the decrees of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out both you and these people who are with you, for this is too heavy a burden for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to me. I will give you advice, and may God be with you. You be a representative for the people to God, and you bring their disputes to God. Warn them of the statutes and the laws, and make known to them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. But you choose from the people capable men, God-fearing men, men of truth, those who hate bribes, and put them over the people as rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They will judge the people under normal circumstances, and every difficult case they will bring to you, but every small case that they themselves will judge, so that they may make it easier for yourself, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do these things, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. 
Moses chose capable men from all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They judged the people under normal circumstances. The difficult cases they would bring to Moses, but every small case they would judge themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and so Jethro went to his own land. Here we see the people of Israel struggling with living this new life, uh, God needing to correct them over and over again. Moses himself, their leader, struggling with the burden of leadership and not uh, having others join him in it. Everybody's needing to learn over and over again what it means to live this new life. And we finish today with Ephesians chapter 4, in which the Apostle Paul, having described that you're saved by faith in Jesus, is now saying, this is how you ought to live. And he describes again this battle of the old self versus the new self. Ephesians chapter 4. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to live worthily of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, putting up with one another in love making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you too were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of you, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he captured captives, he gave gifts to men. Now what is the meaning of he ascended, except that he also descended to lower regions, namely the earth? He, the very one who descended, is also the one who ascended above all the heavens in order to fill all things. And he, this is Jesus himself, gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, that is, to build up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, a mature person attaining to the measure of Christ's full stature. So, we are no longer to be children tossed back and forth by waves and carried about by every wind of teaching by the trickery of people who craftily carry out their deceitful schemes. But practicing the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Christ, who is the head. From him the whole body grows, fitted and held together through every supporting ligament as each one does its part. The body builds itself up in love. So I say this and insist in the Lord that you no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. Because they are callous, they have given themselves over to indecency for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn about Christ like this. If indeed you heard about him and were taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus. You are taught with reference to your former way of life, to lay aside the old man who is being corrupted in accordance with deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put on the new man who has been created in God's image in righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. Therefore, having laid aside falsehood, each one of you should speak the truth with his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on the cause of your anger. 
do not give the devil an opportunity. The one who steals must steal no longer. Instead, he must labor doing good with his own hands so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. You must let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for the building up of the one in need, that it would give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You must put away all bitterness, anger, wrath, quarreling, and slanderous talk, indeed all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. There it is, Paul's wonderful description of the old versus the new self. Something to be thought about, uh, considered, and lived out by looking to God for his strength to live the new life in him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-